Alright folks, we are back, back in action again, and we should say before we get started, we apologize we're a day late. I know everybody was checking iTunes furiously today to see when this show was going to drop. It's dropped. Um, but we are on vacation for the next couple of weeks, not from the show, from our lives, but we will continue to podcast because this is the most important thing that we could do. Yeah. Podcasting from the Pacific Northwest. That's right. You might be able to hear the evergreens in the background, hear the hipsters in, wandering around. In a week, we'll be podcasting from Hawaii, where Ryan, no doubt, will fall in love with a single mom. As happens on Growing Pains and Saved, and by, the Saved Bell. by the Bell. Right. Um, yeah, and it's, it's kind of like we're on The Bachelor, right? Traveling around to these exotic locales that we will no doubt pronounce differently throughout our travels. Traveling to exotic locales is kind of like falling in love. How so? You know. really got to finish it. Uh, it's a metaphor. It sweeps you off your feet in an airplane. No. No? Okay. Well, we'll keep working on it. Folks, you tweet us what you think is how why traveling to exotic locales is like falling in love. Christian, I know you follow this podcast. Let's hear what <laughs> Wells, you have to say about Wells, this. I Wells, know you're out there. Wells, we tweeted you the other day. Well, you got nothing better to do, Wells. All right, let's d- d- dig in. Okay, d- let's hit it. I have to say right off the bat, not to sour this podcast, I thought this was probably the most boring episode of the season yeah, so far. I mean, I think. I will make the larger argument that this is just a boring season. Um, I don't... I mean, and that's maybe something to talk about towards the end of the podcast. Right. Post-mortem. It is is a larger comment. But I do... I would say that this season, despite the Chad drama, which almost makes me feel like they amped that up. Sure. Because they knew that that was the only drama that they had. Right. Well, this season was right. I mean, it's been the season of Chad so far. And now, now that he's gone. Now all we have is James Taylor saying that Jordan was being an asshole during a car Oh, game. this poker <laughs> thing. This is mostly what I want to talk about this episode. This poker, it's the lamest controversy. All right, we'll get there. We'll get there. I can't wait we'll to talk there. about it because it's so lame. But anyways, this is this was a boring episode. We're kind of jet lagged, but I really almost fell asleep during it. Um, but let's, and one of the problems that I noted, and this is always a problem, but I thought was particularly a problem this time, was that the talking heads were just like explaining the show. To yeah, you and like they a very like fun commentary, right? Or funny one-liners. It was just like they would be like, "Whoever is not on this card, they're going on the two-on-one." And it's like we know, we know how to do math, well, Chase or Luke they, or whoever also, you are. They just um, it seemed like they had less material, right? Which meant that they dragged out a lot of stuff that should have been maybe one or two minutes of the show, like. Every guy weighing in on why it was so important for Wells to kiss her. Yes. Um, the the don't cry for me Argentina scene, which I actually enjoyed. Spectacular, but I like that actually. Was like Ten it was so long. Show. It was very long. It was very clever, right? So to, to jump ahead, it's just Derek crying in a limo while someone sings, "Don't cry for me, Argentina." Um, but we should. You know, we should follow. Let's the, start at the beginning. Yeah, start yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, they're in what I would say Buenos Aires. Yes, because I'm 
American. Right. Well, they appear. It's again. They say it differently. I I've I noted, say it like Trump says it. Buenos Aires. <laughs> Make Buenos Aires great again. <laughs> but yeah, also Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires. When I JoJo's mean, just putting a lot of flair oh, on it. Oh, a lot Buenos of Latin Aires. flair. She's really sexing it up. Yeah, she's making Latin love to Buenos Aires. Um, yeah, so so they get there. Um, I believe, just like always, there are comments where they're just like, we're in Buenos Aires. Like, not even something interesting, just like, like, I can't believe. It's a great place to fall in love. It is. Just like that place they were in in Pennsylvania. Right. This would be a great place to fall in love. Equally romantic places for them to fall in love. I will say, I mean, I think the show goes against this, but sometimes the show gets more interesting when it's just the core group, which I would say is where we are at now in the show. Um to me, that's always the point where we've lost every person that I could potentially be like, I'm not really sure who you are. Uh-huh. With last week, that was James F., I think, that finally got cut. And he was the last holdout of like, who are you again? Yeah. Um, and there is a, a kind of um, an anomaly in this episode, which is that we're having another two-on-one, which, as they note, is unusual. They act like Chris Harrison threw a live grenade into the, the room. It's the first time that's ever happened. When, when they, I mean, I, I it's, it's a bombshell, it's but yeah, they act, couldn't predict. they act like Chris Harrison what? took a shit on the table. Well, <laughs> just first of walked all, I don't in. think that that's what they act like. And second they of were all, going out of control. I think that if you're on this show, going on a two-on-one is obviously the least the least desirable date. Yeah. yeah like that's the date that you never want to be on right so i'm sure they all felt like when chad and alex got got it out of the mm-hmm. way that they were kind of safe right and they so had dodged the, the bullet okay fair enough um wells hasn't had a one-on-one and he feels behind and i have in my notes he probably is yes i do think that he was behind um and i to me wells was someone that I really liked. I think he was, of any of the guys on this season, like, that's more my type. Mm-hmm. He's uh, a cute little nugget. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I think he's adorable. I, I would put him in JoJo my pocket. I was going to choose a radio DJ from Nashville that no. looked like Wells. No, right. I will okay. say, you mentioned, like, the core group. Mm-hmm. This Maybe this is always the case, but this core group, I feel like there's four of the same guy. You know, like, I feel like they Chase. don't... Chase, Derek. Luke, Derek, maybe one of the no, others. No, I think Luke name. is Luke stands out. Well, he's kind of. We'll talk about him later, but I feel like he does kind of have a bad boy persona. Oh, Jordan, I feel like Jordan, Chase, like a lot of the guys are just like you're kind of interchangeable to me. You don't have a lot of personality. Well, Jordan's a celebrity, right? He's very as entitled. James Taylor tells us. Oh, we'll get to it. We will get to it. Um. Uh, anyway, back to the actual episode. Wells does get the date card, which I was a little surprised by because sometimes they'll just totally screw somebody over. Just sideline like, someone, gets right? Another one on one, right? Just continue to. Well, they are uh, screwing Alex over and then not getting the one on one, or he feels that yeah, way. Yeah, and I think he's right. I think Alex is on him. He's on his way out. Mm. Um, he and Lil Marco are both going to get voted out. I mean, he's going to have to resign. That is Lil Marco. Right, that's oh, what I'm saying. Okay, he and yeah. Lil Marco Rubio, presidential candidate. Gotcha. Yes. Political reference. People love these political references, yeah. our listeners do. 
Wells does get the one-on-one. He also admits that he hasn't kissed her, which I said could maybe be an advantage, although it doesn't seem to work that way. Um, The guys are over-exaggerating to me how important that kiss is. I mean, I guess it's a little odd that he hasn't kissed her yet, but I don't see that being a huge deal. Right, and I mean, how much time has he had with her? I mean... Right, he hasn't gone on... I mean, I guess most of them do end up kissing on, at like, cocktail parties. Right, but still. I mean, they act like he's been, like, standing in a corner, Mm -hmm. you know? And they act like he just needs to, like, run up to her and kiss her. Yeah. Right, which I, like, which he should. Which is what they said. Yeah. If I was on that date, I would just kiss her right when we walk out the door. Get okay. the pressure off. Yeah. Well, and then they build it up. So they go on this date. It's so weird. Where they're I, doing, I like, mermaid exactly ballet or something. Doing. But also someone pretends to be shot. shot. Yeah, I don't know. Which, and the end of the date. It was Argentinian. We'll get, we'll get around to the end of the date, which is a weird, like, coda on the whole thing. But, yeah, they're, like, flopping around in the water Wells starts off like wearing a leather jacket and then is wearing like really weird like swim pants <laughs> like just the bottom half of a wetsuit but yeah they're like flopping around in some water for some reason and they keep like playing up that like oh he buys her some jewelry earlier but he should have kissed her like they edit it to make it look yeah. like he should be kissing her and then they right left and kiss right on the weird aerial swimming pool like right like on a glass surface yeah. glass bottom swimming pool and they it, i thought that it seemed like a good kiss they both called it a moment although you know 10 minutes later it's very clear that wells is going to get yes. cut yes she says that she quote respects the way that he's approached the whole thing and then she says and i respect our friendship Oof. and mm. she's holding the rose while she does it which i thought was cruel uh, to pick up the rose and then drop the bomb. To yeah. You. To like gesture, wave around wildly, like pointing at him with it. But yeah, um, yeah, they have a weird date. He, They keep setting up like he kind of like nuzzles her face and stuff. Like he's going to kiss her, you know. When she says that she doesn't like his skepticism, that that's another reason why she's cutting him. Because she wants to believe that she can find a partner that like... I mean, is, like, obsessed with her until right. she's old. I don't know. Right. Yeah, and he seems to think that, like, maybe love doesn't work like this. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Well, and also, yeah, he um, he refers to his last relationship as lasting collectively four years, which I guess means they broke off, broke it off and got back together again or whatever, but it, I thought it was sort of a strange phrasing for how long his relationship had lasted. Um, while they're on the one-on-one, we learn that Derek and Chase are on the two-on-one, and I said that makes sense to me. I think they're similar. There's also that weird beef that was happening between Derek and Chase in the last episode, where Chase got kind of, I don't know, frat boy bully on Derek. They all, I don't, I don't know if it's editing or if they're leaving stuff out, but all of the guys seem to have turned on Derek, but I don't know why. Right. Like, he seems exactly like them. Right. Maybe he wouldn't sing the JoJo song with them. I'm sure he did, though. I mean... (laughs) Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to go on the two-on-one. JoJo cuts Wells, and she says this is the first time that she's realized how hard it's going to be, which I do think is something that happens... Once it gets down again to that core group, mm-hmm. is the the cuts 
seem to, you know, hit a little harder, a little closer to home. And then she goes to that Argentinian club, and it's like raining, raining on her. Yes. Yeah, and she like does she get on stage by herself? They kind of make it no. look like she's like the center of attention it's at one just, point. Again, it's very strange. The, I feel like the Wells date from start to finish was strange. The man who pretended to be shot was like running on a treadmill in yeah. the middle of the room for some reason. Yeah, I don't understand. I blame Buenos Aires. The, Buenos Aires. Um, I, I think we Aires. have to note Buenos Aires. <laughs> We have to note that the man who arranged the water date and the fake shooting date was named Fabio. I just think that had, that mm. can't go without yeah, can't go without uh, notice. We go on the group date, and I have been very pro James Taylor up to this point. Yeah, me I too. haven't not in a way that I see her necessarily choosing him, but just I like him. Yeah. He seems like a nice enough guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he fell out of my favor on this episode. Big time. Well, this is, so future Bachelor contestants who are no doubt listening to this, this is the textbook thing that you should not do Rass on a group somebody date. somebody else out. Right. Well, in this particular way, too. Right. I mean, I, and this is, again, kind of a larger comment, but I can't really figure out how the guys I mean I know that the guys don't like Jordan but I can't figure out if that's legitimate and he really is kind of an entitled asshole in the house I just think that if he was really acting like that much of an asshole they would show that sure. on camera of course because they got so much mileage so out of I that from Chad I think they're just like jealous and threatened by him and right. I'm sure he's also like he's clearly confident and probably cocky but I don't know. But that doesn't matter. I mean, so what happens? Let's get to what happens. So they go, they play soccer. Nothing really interesting happens. So again, that's another one of the dates that would be my nightmare. Well, what happens is they're setting James Taylor up to... He's just talking on the whole soccer playing date about how he feels out of place. And he's not like the other guys. He's, you know... So he's kind of setting himself up as different from the rest of them, especially Jordan. And Jordan, like, lifts his shirt up, and she's like, oh, your abs are so hard. Yeah, your stomach's so hard. Oh then she, like, grates, she grates cheese on his abs. Yeah. And James Taylor says that he's on a train headed to I Love JoJoville. Which might be a real place. I think so, yeah. How much does it cost to ride a train to I Love JoJoville? Apparently your dignity. Um, and later he also says he's on cloud 10. Oh. Not cloud 9, but cloud 10. It's one beyond. One yeah. One you thought cloud 9 was good. So we move away from James Taylor and his insecurities, despite making the goal. Yeah, he does make the, the goal. That's shot, right. Throwing doesn't the winning he, touchdown. Doesn't he get to kiss her because of that? Yeah, he does. He, he does. kisses her. It's there you go. It's very brotherly. Yeah. Ugh. Um, on the other hand... Someone who is not brotherly with JoJo is Luke. Ooh, they zoom in. I had to rewind it because I was so perplexed about what was happening. So JoJo <laughs> Ryan and couldn't figure out where JoJo's hand was. I could not. Well, I, they zoom in on, it his, was crotch. on his crotch. They like zoom in, Ryan and it was a little unclear. Legitimately rewinded it three times. I don't understand. What's happening? What, what? are they trying to show? Why are they showing his crotch? I don't understand. And you would like giggle what's she doing down there (laughs) you don't know a lot of that i don't understand the mechanics her hand is on his leg why would she do such a thing (laughs) jojo you're a lady please 
Yeah, but no, they are all over each other. They also frequently wear matching leather jackets. Yes, that's part of it. I think that's part of the connection that they've got. Well, and they, so they start making out and they play, not in the room, but the editors play Spanish guitar over the kiss, which is only going to make it even more intense. Well, and JoJo herself says that their spark is, quote, crazy crazy I have that in my notes as well. I put the syllables differently, but I think you got it. Yeah. It. I think you've got it correct there. Um and they do. I mean, which I feel like that's either that that is not always a clear winner for bachelor or sure. bachelorette. Like there are a lot of very physical couples. I mean, like um Nick and what's uh, Caitlin? I mean, obviously she was physical with him. She slept with him. She was clearly very attracted to him. Right. But that doesn't always necessarily translate into a winner husband for, material. Yeah. Well, Luke to me kind of strikes me as like a, a '90s bad boy. Too. That's because he looks so much like Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Which I said before we saw it on the internet. Yeah, we did. It's true. I called that. We saw someone tweet that, but we thought of it. We didn't tweet it first, but we thought of it first. I did. You did. Anna did. Yeah. We're a team, baby. No. Yeah, we're a team here. Um, No, and they, I mean, she, uh, he looks like a 90s bad boy. He's got 90s bad boy hair. Clearly, she wants to jump his bones. But I don't, I mean, maybe this will change as the season progresses further, but I also don't see Luke as a bachelor. Type. Right. Like, Agreed. I don't think they would want him to... He couldn't carry the show, no. I don't think. No. And so... He'd be too cool for school. Maybe he'll end up being number three. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this season is also... It's driving me a little crazy in terms of trying to predict who the winner is going to be. Because I legitimately, at this point, have no idea. No, me neither. Not not Jordan. Or not um, not James Taylor. I He's wouldn't not think going so either. I mean, I don't know. Nobody knows. No, Luke, I mean, Luke could definitely be, like, a staple on Bachelor in Paradise. I feel like they would like that. Um, you know, Jordan could be a Bachelor. I feel like they sure. might Jordan would be, yeah. play up the quarterback I angle. I feel like he's the obvious choice. But then again, I don't know who the choice is for the winner then. Right, who it's going to be. Maybe James Taylor. Uh, I don't think so. I think so. Let's get to James Taylor. James Taylor rats out Jordan... For, for doing nothing. being an asshole during a card well, game. Well, not even being an asshole. Enforcing rules during a game. Which is, Jordan's big point is like, I wasn't acting entitled. I was telling you what the rules are. Well, but, and the thing is, there are two sides to every story, except James Taylor's side was exactly the same thing. <laughs> that they were playing cards... And Jordan said, no, this is what the rules are According to this card to game. James Taylor, that meant that Jordan was acting like he was the end-all, be-all. Yes, the end-all of be-alls is how I wrote it. Yes, no, um... And he also tells, calls Jordan pretty much a celebrity. <laughs> That's what he says to Not Jojo. quite. Though, of course, at this point, you're all on television, so you're all kind of a celebrity, right? We are all talking about you now, James Taylor. So, I mean, I think you're right that it's always a bad idea to do that, but it's especially a bad idea when you really don't have anything to go off of. We didn't even get to see, it's weird, we didn't get to see this card game. Like, usually they'll show us, like, here's the bad behavior, now someone's going to rat someone out. But yeah, it really just seemed like James Taylor 
was just grasping at straws to try yeah. to get attention. But yeah, this is again this so future bachelorette and bachelorette contestants watch this to learn what not to do. This is textbook like screwing up um, and wasting your time by talking about some other person in the house. Well, and then Jordan gets pissed because that means that he spends his time defending his <laughs> Explaining behavior. this card game situation. Yeah. What were they and, playing? I mean, well played James Taylor because he is such a like sincere, genuine guy and she already, I think, is a little... I mean, she is. She's suspicious of Jordan. And so, despite the kind of ridiculousness of the situation... She obviously is kind of second-guessing Jordan a little bit. She calls him out on it. I mean, she she doesn't trust him by the end of it, you know? But I think that James Taylor has kind of burned himself in the process because, again, he wasted his time, and it wasn't really anything substantial. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think she's annoyed with both Jordan and James Taylor by the end, but I think more so with James Taylor... Right, because Jordan as does I a pretty was. good job of just saying like there were rules that he wasn't following. Right. I told him <laughs> when you play cards, you can explain the rules to the individuals playing cards. But so then uh, Jordan comes back out, and they're all just sitting there, and he is pissed. He's swirling his wine glass ominously. Oh my god! They really edited it well, and he's just silent, and the other guys are watching him. And and also, James Taylor awkwardly is just like, hey, how'd your time go? Like, if right. you're going to be a dick and call somebody out on something, don't don't try to act like you haven't done anything. Right. I don't know. Well, I'll say, so at first it seemed like he was totally going to wuss out, and then he was like, no, I did it. So I'll, so I'll give him credit for that, because at first he was Well, there like, was no way that he could just sit there and deny it. Like, Right. I just think that it was... Um, and he, but he does try to write it off because he says like it was just one thing, and you know, dude, who cares? You know, whatever. Right. Like, it was just some of my time, man. Right. Like he definitely tries to downplay it. I don't know. Yeah. No. It was it was lame all around. Though I will tell you who really enjoyed this controversy was Alex. Oh yeah, Alex, Alex is had, just like has a shit eating grin. That's on his exactly face, the phrase which, I like, was going to use. I mean, he's just enjoying the situation, oh, yeah. and yeah. I would be too. <laughs> I, I wouldn't blame him. That's exactly the face I would be making yeah. if two people were having this argument. Well, and so JoJo, it's not a Evan v Chad situation uh, where she, you know, basically gives her support to Evan by giving him the rose. She gives the rose to Luke. Right. Hot Luke. Yeah, well, after she's got her hands all over his package, I mean, who else <laughs> can she give the rose to? Um, so, you know, that kind of suggests that she's just... She's done I with think, it. Yeah, washing yeah. her hands of the whole thing. Well, <laughs> she needs to wash her and hands. And again, I mean, at this yes. point in the episode, okay. Um, you, you didn't like my hand washing Because she joke. has jizz on. <laughs> <laughs> that was the joke. I thought it was elegantly played, even without the... I took the yeah. elegance away. Right. It was a well-structured joke. Yeah. yeah. Let's continue. I interrupted. Um, at this point in my notes, I have, there are no good men here. Right. Question mark. Which, again, is something that I'm feeling. Um, I don't know. I I don't think that there is anyone other than Luke who she has that strong physical connection with but there's no one that I see her having like the whole connection right right because she does appear to have something of a physical connection with Jordan but she doesn't seem to trust him 
she seems to barely, as we learn in the later date, barely have an emotional connection with Chase. That's, I feel like there doesn't seem to be anyone that she has a really strong emotional right. connection with. Right, That's what it is. Yeah, no, and they're just, like you say, it, again, it's all editing. Maybe these are all wonderful people. James oh, Taylor, I mean, I don't I'm think sorry. any yeah. of them are bad people. I just don't think that that there seems to be a strong front runner. Right, right. Because at this point, in other seasons, I mean, you've kind of known at least who the top two were going to be in mm-hmm. here. It seems like pretty much a toss-up. Like, you could throw a, a dart at a board, and that's how JoJo could choose, mm-hmm. you know, who it's going to be at this point. Um, which you kind of feel bad for JoJo, if that's really how she's feeling at this point in the process. Like, you should at least get, like, a passionate half-year relationship before it all goes down in flames, she's like, out of your time. She's going to have to choose no one, and then she will be hated by America like <laughs> right. Brad Womack. Right, for not forcing a relationship. She's going to have to yeah. go to therapy for two years and then come back and be the bachelorette with again. With her therapist. Yep. So that she can understand, go through the emotional trauma of understanding why she can't love someone on a reality TV show. Only to be dumped by Emily. Oof. So, yeah, we... get to the two-on-one. They're doing the tango. I mean, the least erotic tango I've ever seen. No, the least erotic tango was when we had to dance the tango for the ballroom <laughs> dance lessons. But I didn't see that from afar, right? Can this you is the imagine? Least, I can imagine that. what it looked like, yeah. Oh, that was you? the least erotic tango in world history. This was the second least erotic tango in world well, history. I, did, I actually thought that JoJo and Derek seemed to have a little bit of a flame, Oh, really? Well, it didn't do him any good. I know. I mean, it was editing to set you up for thinking, oh, Derek's got this in the bag. (laughs) Those were actually stand-ins. Yeah. It was Luke. It was Luke again. Yeah, she brought him in. Um, Derek tells Jojo that he is absolutely falling for her, and Jojo says, I appreciate that, which is a huge red flag. That's a punch in the gut right there, yeah. And Jojo is also, she says that, during her one-on-one time that she's mad at Chase and that she thinks she likes him more than he likes her, which I think, you know, JoJo seems to be maybe a little bit of a typical girl, why she kept Chad around for so long. I think she likes, um, she likes she's, someone a who's little, hard she's to get. attracted to someone who's playing a little hard yeah. to get. Yeah. Right. In fact, she's really what, who she's attracted to is people who wouldn't come on the show at all. Right. right? Strangers who were too good for the show. That's who she really wants. Maybe that's the problem here. But yeah, again, this was an exceptionally boring... I mean, for a two-on-one date, I mean, that's supposed to be like the most drama-filled moment of the season. And I felt like this could not have been more boring. Yeah. And for two guys that seem claim to not like each other. I thought they were perfectly cordial about their, like, uh, one of us is going home thing. Like, I thought that was perfectly fine. But again, it was just like... Nothing, you know. There's really no no sizzle anywhere. Not in the tango. Not in the feud. Not in JoJo's interaction with either of them. The one good thing about this two-on-one date is that it gives us sad music that Chase and JoJo dance to. This kind of very somber um, Spanish version of "Don't Cry for Me, Argentina." Yeah. I prefer the Madonna version. Don't cry for me, Argentina. The truth is, I never left you. Why couldn't they get Madonna on the show, do you think? What's she doing instead? Nothing. <laughs> no, <like> it, <laughs> working her arms out. She's got great arms. Great arms. 
Um, no, it was it was a pretty good montage. Derek drives, she, so she cuts Derek. I mean, who fucking cares at this point? Um, she cuts Derek, and then she and Chase are dancing to this sad music, and and Derek is just crying. Of course, he's like, "Don't cry, don't cry," and then starts bawling. And they don't cry for me. Argentina is playing. And again, I mean, this is something that we said at the beginning of the podcast, but this is a scene that easily could have only lasted a minute sure. or two. Right. They drag that fucker out. Oh, yeah. Like, which I always, I mean, I feel bad for Derek. Like, clearly, to me, they probably made him sit in that damn limo oh, right. until he finally broke down and cried like two hours later. Right. They were cutting an onion underneath right. him. Yeah. Like, we paid for Soledad. Or, like, asking really mean questions. Sure, right? sure. Like, did your dad love you as much as you Do wanted you him to? Do you think that your dad didn't love you and that's why JoJo doesn't? <laughs> Are you afraid of rejection? Yeah. Right, <laughs> the universe is meaningless and will soon. Yeah. Supernova, you of your mom right. Who died. <laughs> we killed your mom <sighs> just now. And yeah, no, this whole episode felt... I mean, felt that's it, right? Pretty much. Right. Well, we'll get to the little twist at the end, but I was going to say, this whole episode felt, and maybe it's just because we're watching Unreal now, but it felt very producer-driven. Like, the yeah, producer was whispering like, in yeah, James Taylor's ear, like, you should say this, there you know? Are ep- there are seasons and episodes that feel more like they have legitimate drama, and then there are seasons and episodes that feel like... Eh, everything's going kind of okay, and right. you know right. the producers are working really hard to kind of pull the puppet strings. Well, it's you know I'm fine. It's a show, so if you're going to manufacture drama, that's fine. Just make it interesting drama, right? Well, I mean, you can't create it out of nothing. You could you, Chris Harrison could take a shit on the table. I mean, <laughs> that was my suggestion earlier, right? Or you could kill Derek's mom, right? You know, there are, thi- there are things they can do. The producers just need to up their game a What's little bit. What's the twist that you're referencing? That at the end, that the rose ceremony. So oh, it comes yeah, down yeah. to, okay, see, it was yeah. so boring, you forgot about it they, one day later. Right. They manufactured the rose yes. ceremony. They did. So um, what happens, in case you didn't make it all the way to the end because you fell asleep, um, it comes down to James and Alex. James Taylor and Alex are both the final two. And JoJo runs outside crying, and Chris Harrison is there to comfort her and says, you know, what's going on? And she's like, I just, this is so hard. I didn't know how hard it was going to be. When she says, I don't think I can give out this rose. Right, right. Which, to me, at that point, I was like, fine, cut both of them. Obviously, they're not making it that much further. They're not going to be. Maybe James Taylor is. I don't think that Alex is. Right. He's my vote for next to go. Oh, I like this call. That's good. Um, but yeah, and so then she comes back in without any roses and she says, James, Alex, I'm sorry, I can't give these roses away. And then a guy comes in, I love, they have more roses just in the back, ready to go. Cause the guy comes in with a silver platter with two new roses mm. to, to, so she can hand them out to both of them. And it turns out she can't hand out, stay, which I actually called. You did call that. Yeah. Cause she had already cut two guys. Right. She doesn't need to cut anybody else necessarily. Mm-hmm. She's already following the rules. Poor Wells is going home. He's crying oh, on the radio Wells the next day. Wells needed to go. He was he wore too many beanies for this show. Has anybody listened to Wells's radio shows no. at all? Yeah, Wells in I mean, the morning. Yeah, no, we need to we should listen to some of them and Yeah. Yeah, see what. Wake up with Wells. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, Wake Nashville. Up. Wake up. 
hope everybody is doing well this morning. That's his tagline. That's what he says. Then all for one comes. Yeah. All right. I forgot about that. No more all for one this season, everybody. That's the real problem. That's the real tragedy. They're going to come back for the final rose. Wells, too. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean... uh, boring frankly um this is uh and it's a mid-season slump i think this kind of happens sometimes well you had to come off that chad high right i mean how is how is it going to be as good as the chad bear it's much drama but next week it looks like maybe they're going to amp things up and soon we're going to get jojo's brothers i mean god they've been dangling that carrot the whole time you know (laughs) they should be their own show i think that's kind of what they're angling for um so we will see them soon but Until then, we will see you soon next week, loyal listener. Aloha. Aloha. (laughs) This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.